Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Yes, here we are. Here we are singing the theme tune to the the pub. We always sing that when I enter a pub. I thought it was going to be Pub Man, like a superhero called Pub Man. Oh, Pub Man! What a hero they would be. My friends and I once came up with, like, instead of RoboCop, it would be RobeCop. Just this cop who's always in his in his robe, in his dressing gown, in his dressing gown. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that you say dressing gown, Robin. Hello. Because yeah. the moon underwater, I don't know how it's done it, but this evening it's got quite a a feel of you know when you go to a a hotel that's got really really good toilets. Yeah. Like really nice marble areas. Mm. Towels that are actual towels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fully locking solid doors, floor to ceiling separation. Is it the Princess Louise in Hoburn that's got those like listed toilets? Or the Brie Louise, maybe? Can't remember. But yes. just absolutely stunning boggers. Stunning boggers. <laughs> and just really nice taps. Mm. And I think what often happens is that people treat the toilets better when they look that fancy, whereas people perhaps uh, misbehave a bit more in, in grotty toilets because they think, what's one more bit of mess? Yeah, but that's yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I mean, people shouldn't be superficial. You shouldn't judge a toilet by the way it looks. No. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying the moon underwater has turned into a toilet, but it's got that sort of feel of, 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 of shining chrome... Of marble, deep green marble, deep green. <laughs> Lots of mirrors hither and oh, thither. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, it's very refreshing. The mirrored hall, yeah. So we're going to discuss our week in pubs, our pub in weeks. Robin, your P I W E W I P's. Oh, what a week it's been. Um, I uh, went to see one of my favourite bands, the Cleontel, um, on Friday at the O'Meara near London Bridge, so went to the King's Arms before, kind of Waterloo area, Rupal Street. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Me, me, and Ellis are DJing in Omira in December. Are you really? Yeah, that's good. I tell you the one thing of the, the clientele gig is absolutely brilliant. For the demographic, was forty to sixty year old men. Unfortunately, well, we've got to hold our hands up there, Robin. Well, exactly. But the problem with that kind of demographic is, and I'm not going to beat around the bush, flatulence. Is it? Was it a fart fest? Yeah, it was a fart fest. It's <laughs> such a shame. That's a, I'm really nitpicking because it was obviously a fabulous gig. It's nothing to do with the band. I'm not, you know. But yeah, that is sometimes at those at those gigs where it is kind of you do get that kind of slightly older demographic. It's a byproduct. Well, I, I'm, I've mentioned before on various podcasts where I went to that Nico Case gig that was derailed by a particularly atrocious fart. Jesus Christ! But luckily that it didn't ruin the evening. But the yeah, King's Arms was absolutely stunning before, and I'll tell you for why. That's what stand-up comedians say, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, I don't think they do. They do. They always say, "I'll tell you for why." Uh, yeah, some sometimes they do. Um, it, it's a pub that deals incredibly well with being busy. Oh, well, Robin, you have segued or sieged, but it's segued, yeah. perfectly into my pub anecdote for this week. But do carry on if you have any other business. Yeah, I do. I do just want to say, yeah, it, it was just, it was a busy Friday night after work. But, you know, you could, you could, you know, you know, I'm not saying everyone had a seat. We weren't sitting at the start, but, you, you know, there was a nice, by the fireplace, you have a beer there. And it was busy, but it wasn't too loud, but it was buzzing, you know. And the other, the great thing was we were drinking oakum ale, the citra. And the, do you know, like, when we used to say the quiz machine is like paying out? <laughs> yeah. Do you know when, like, because so many people were ordering this beer, do you, like, beer gets on form, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If lots of it's getting pulled through the pump. Mm. It's, like, going to be nicer, right? It's going through a purple patch. Yeah, so, like, the, the beer was paying out. And what beer was it? <laughs> Okamales, Citra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. They also do probably the second most popular beer on the Moon Underwater, Sussex. Uh, but no, they don't. That's a different pub. I think it's different, I'm yeah. thinking of the Plume of Feathers in Greenwich. Ah, right. But you were going to talk about busyness. Well, yes, and I want to be very careful with how I explain the situation. So uh, I met up with uh, Lou Sanders and uh, Sarah Kendall and Lou's friend Sal for a Sunday roast in a pub at about five o'clock. That's a, that's that's prime time for Johnny Robbins, really, isn't it? Five? Yeah, well, the thing was, like Lou said, right, I want to go for a, a vegan roast in London on a Sunday. Okay. And on the WhatsApp group, I was like, just no one was coming up with a venue. And I was like, guys, it's, it's tomorrow. We haven't booked anywhere. Why don't we just go to a few pubs and have a curry? And then that became the plan. And then that just got derailed. So we went for a roast at the Bullen Gate in Kentish Town. Mm. Really nice pub. Massive pub as well. Massive it is. And I was expecting it to be like super peak time roast o'clock anyway the the pub area is like the sort of curve around the bar and then there's a sort of a much more restauranty area on the other side in a sort of an ante room okay so it's busier than you think it is when you walk in but it was really nice 
the tables are sort of spaced out so you didn't feel you felt sort of you were in the pub but you could have a private conversation it was separate and it became clear and this is where I want to be careful about how I describe the situation because the bar staff were really nice very friendly very warm welcome the food is really good but it became clear that the bar staff were being asked to do too much mm, so mm. they were taking drinks orders obviously which on a sunday can be quite varied because people are coming in they want coffees teas they want bloody marys they want pints etc they were taking food orders they were also then having to leave the bar to go across the ante room to the kitchen to deliver the food they were in charge of clearing up the plates and clearing all the glasses from the pub i'd say there were four or five staff for maybe i'm going to say 100 odd people mm. Mm. what they needed was to have separate waiting staff for the food yeah to leave the bar staff to do what they do like fair enough take the food orders See, if you can imagine a for instance, right, there's three people at the bar in a queue of three. The first person orders some food. It's quite an involved order. It takes a while. They then have four or five drinks. That takes a while. Then that member of bar staff gets a like a sign that they have to deliver some food. So they then leave the bar. They go and get the food and take it to the table. Maybe someone at the table says, oh, actually, I ordered this with this. Mm. So they then have to take that food back to the kitchen, bring it out again. You've got two people at the bar going, what is going on here? Because this member of bar staff has just left. (laughs) Yeah. So I felt really sorry for them. But it was just an example of a pub that, brilliant pub, the food is really good, really nice restaurant area, but they hadn't quite factored in how to be both things at the same time with the amount of staff they had. Well, that is, is that just a staffing issue, isn't it? I mean, they, it's hard to get enough staff, you know, staff shortages and things. Yeah, so I'm not really laying blame anywhere. It was just an observation that, oh, these people are being asked to do way too much. Right, and it's, right, yeah. And some, like, we're going to the bar and it was taking sort of 15 minutes at, a, at an empty bar yeah, yeah to yeah. order three pints. And then Lou, Lou doesn't drink, and she wanted a tea with oat milk and honey. Right, yeah. And and I said to this this girl who was working there, I said, um, "Can I get a tea with oat milk and honey?" And the look in her face was like, "Yeah, you have no idea what I'm going to have. The places I'm going to have to go, right, to even check if we have those things." Oh God! So I said, "Actually, a black tea with sugar will be fine." Yes, yeah, I'm sure she, she'd survive with that, yeah. wouldn't she? But yeah, great pub, and I'll definitely go back. But yeah, it just, they were wearing a lot of hats that day. Yeah, oh man, that's tricky. The uh, the other um, pubs I just want to give a shout out to is I went on a little work trip up to Aberdeen and had some good recommendations there. I popped into the Globe, which is absolutely beautiful pub. Dagda-esque, I would say. Really? Because Aberdeen's an interesting city because it is it's the granite city, famously. So everything feels very kind of heavy and kind of oppressive, the buildings. And like it was sort of drizzling with rain. And to turn a corner and see this glowing light in the distance of the globe, it was absolutely great. It's got this beautiful stained glass kind of features inside. And I walked in out of the rain and they had Menabrea on tap. Well, it's it's often in settings like that 
and I guess also when winter comes in, that you do see that ancient appeal of the pub. Yeah, totally. The, the warm lights, its shelter, its food, its sustenance, its company, its community. Yeah. It was but it, it does have to glow. It does have to glow, yeah. And the other pub, which was fabulous as well, has kind of got a very unassuming name. It's called The Grill. Yeah. And it's just on the high street, sort of, you know, there's a big Primark, big kind of shopping area, and a very, very unassuming doorway. But you go in, and it's this beautiful 150 years, maybe older, actually, 150-year-old pub. Amazing whiskies, amazing beer. Just a long kind of corridor pub mm. and it's i think it's called like a standing pub as in like it's kind of built for just standing at the bar really oh lovely but that was a really fantastic pub so thanks very much to people who recommended pubs on twitter because those those two are absolute gems This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Well, speaking of people, Robin, yeah, um, I, heard you, I heard you sighing for the mist earlier. We've got a bag full of mist today. We really do. We really do. We really do. We really do. Um, yeah, we had some lovely mists in, which I sighed for earlier. Uh, this one's from Sally. Um, this is great. Dear both, after your recent conversation about knowing the answer to niche pub quiz questions, 
I wanted to tell you one of my favourite anecdotes. When I was at university in the early 2000s, great era to be at university by the way, I entered a hall bar competition called Who Wants to Be a Drinker for Free, based on the TV show of the same era, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. In order to be on the stage, competitors had to take part in the fastest finger first round, which was replaced with a competition to see who could straw-pedo a bottle of Tropical Reef the fastest. Oh dear. This was a key skill of mine at the time, and I triumphed. Anyway, the final question of the quiz, hosted by my hall's resident chaplain, was who was the first martyr of the Acts of the Apostles? Right. Which is great. I was a theology student and happily knew the answer. The prize was 152 drinks, one for each day of the remainder of the university year. I chose Carling, which still makes me a bit sad. I did really enjoy those 152 pints of Carling and the brief fame and popularity they brought with them. Love the podcast. Please say hi to my dear friend Gemma, who loves this show and would never drink Carling, even if it was free. So there we go. Thanks, Sally. Hi, Gemma. Um, This is a nice one in from Tim. Evening, chaps. I was recently in my local, the Griffin in Froome. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, we've got a friend in Froome. It's a great, great spot. Some good pubs in Froome. Uh, A cracking spot of cask, keg, cider and spirits, as well as amazing burgers. On any normal visit, I just take my pint and head for the heated garden area or to the bench out front that has views both out of and across Froome. But this evening, I was in the front bar as part of a hotly contested quiz. I gazed over at the bar whilst we were discussing the picture round, and from this new angle, I noticed some plastic nozzles on the pumps. (gasps) Well, any other day, and my eyes would have drifted past and returned to the question of just which film star that was as a child. But since listening to your esteemed audio vibrations, my attention was alerted. At the peak of the peak, I like that, I peaked... Love it. Closer and asked whether they were sparklers and had it confirmed. There were even a couple of demonstrative pulls to prove the point. So there we have it. Sparklers are down here in Somerset in one of the best pubs I know. If you ever pass this way, do shout me and I'll meet you there. Yours in pints, Tim. That's got to be the furthest south we've we've detected sparklers. Thanks, Tim. Yeah. Or did it? Did did you have one in in Cornwall? Uh, no, I did not. But yeah, tell us about your Southern Sparklers. Yeah, SSs. Don't don't say SS. Uh, do tell it. Well, it could be for the, like a ship. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Do tell us about your furthest, most southerly sparklers. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Um, got room for a couple more mists? Just a bit, mate. We've got one here from Will. Hi, John and Robin. Long time fan of the podcast. I thought this would tickle your interest. At Warwick University. I studied pubs. In the modern history course, there is an optional tavern module. Link. No way. <laughs> At least provided a link. This also involved a field trip to Burford, where the professor walked around pubs talking history. Oh my god. <laughs> my final dissertation was titled, Did the Early Modern Europeans Drink Too Much Alcohol? I can honestly say it was the most interesting to research in answer to the question, they absolutely did. 
all the best will. So there we go. You, that sounds good for you because you, you, you would love to do be the Guinness taster, wouldn't you? I'd love to be. Well, I'd love to have been. I'd love to be if they brought it back. The guy who goes around pubs checking that their Guinness is up to scratch, right temperature, being kept well, being poured well. Imagine if you did a degree in pubs and then you got a job as a Guinness taster. <laughs> Could you be happy forever? Yeah, I mean, yes. And no. So. So I'm about to head out to the pub because we've just welcomed uh, a guest into the Moon Underwater and finished our uh, chat with them, uh, the wonderful Barry Enderwick from Sandwiches of History. So that's an exciting treat to look forward to. But because Barry was coming from America, obviously there's a time difference. Mm. So we recorded slightly earlier than we did. So, ah, my stomach thinks my throat's been cut. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop thinking about pints of Guinness. You can't stop thinking about pubs. Okay. Well, we've got one more missed, if you can just... Oh, please. Yeah, you can stave it off for one more missed. I'm squirming for the... (laughs) Squirming for the Guinness. Squirming for the Guinness. Well, also, full disclosure... Uh, I was saying to the lovely Robin earlier, I've I've removed all of the alcohol from my house Mm. to try and get me back into a, a more... Uh, regulated pub pub regime, but also just to avoid reaching for cans out of habit. But I I gotta say, it's looming large in the mind's dear eye. In the mind's palace. Well, let's do one more um, one more mist, and then you can run out to the pub thirty <laughs> like miles an hour. <laughs> leg it as leg fast it. as I can. Yeah. This is from Lauren. Hi both. Love the podcast. This is my first time writing in to any podcast actually. When I heard you asking for listeners to get in touch with any lingering pub shame, I was immediately transported back to 13 years ago in a Weatherspoons in Swansea, where I'm still hit with the embarrassment of what happened to this day. And no, I'm not talking of the embarrassment of drinking in a Spoons. It was a Thursday night, and I was out drinking and wearing new boots that I should have realised were quite slippy. This detail is important. We've got a kind of Chekhov's gun thing going on here. I was in there chatting and flirting with the guy behind the bar that I was seeing at the time. All of a sudden, I lost my footing and began to fall. In my panic, I grabbed the silver drip tray for some reason, thinking it would steady me. It did not. It fell very loudly with me as I hit the floor. Every single person in the pub looked, and I had to get myself up as my friend was too busy laughing to help me. Oh, the shame. Well, you know, Lauren, this is an accident. There's no no shame in accidents. And also, when you're falling, you don't have time to think, am I going to grip onto the appropriate thing? You're just gripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no shame there. No harm, no foul. No, yeah, absolutely right. Don't worry about it. If you enjoy these little weekend pubs, then do check out uh, Behind the Cellar Door, which is our monthly bonus episode, where Robin and I go within the mind of the pub's own mind's eye. Um, and they're available to Patreon subscribers, so head to moonunderpod.com. And keep all of your uh, correspondence, all of your mist, flowing in through the mist gate uh, that we have here out the back, uh, john at moonunderpod.com. We do enjoy reading all of your uh, mists uh, as they coalesce in in four of our eyes. Uh, But until next time, we hope you have a good week in pubs, and we hope you have a good pub in weeks. Cheers. 
This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.